Hello and welcome to another episode of Offbeat Grad. Today I am alone again simply because I am really busy and it's Thanksgiving and I thought it would be good to do another Q&A episode because I haven't done one in a while, which is unlike me because they're my go-to and I have no idea what I'm doing. So yeah, here we are. Let's do a Q&A. I posed some questions on Instagram. Well, I didn't pose any questions. Y'all posed the questions. I asked if you guys had some questions and I got a few, so I figured we'd go through them. And yeah, so I hope you all are having a great Thanksgiving week. I am not. (laughs) I spent the morning cooking in preparation for tomorrow, which is, well, you'll be, it'll be today when this podcast is out is Thanksgiving. But anyway, I was cooking all day and then I made like this wonderful dessert that I thought would be wonderful. And you know, it did not work out like a failure a hundred percent. So then I had to walk to this. Yes. Walk. I had to walk like the olden times to the store, which is right behind my house. But like I had to walk, so uh, I had to walk to the store and get new, like, dessert stuff, because I used all of it somehow, which is probably why it tasted like garbage um, on my first recipe, so after I record this, I get to go do it again, so um, pray for me and my brownies, but it's not going well, and I just wanted to let you all know that I'm really bad at baking, and that's definitely not a career path I will ever be able to take. So good thing that freelancing works out. Anyway, let's get to the questions. I'm sorry, I just made you listen to my sad story about brownies. Anyway, Sarah asked, how do I promote my bog, bog, my bog, my blog posts on Pinterest? Um, I love Pinterest. Y'all know I talk about it a lot. Um, my favorite way to promote my blog post on Pinterest is Tailwind, which, you know, I've had a conflicted relationship with it, but they recently released the Smart Loop, and I'm here for it. Like, this changes the game. Like, I'm ready to give Tailwind all of my money now. They can do whatever they want because (laughs) I love Smart Loop. Anyway, basically, get a Tailwind account. Like, just get one. You need to set up a Smart Loop for, like, your most common, most popular posts. For me, I had to limit it because I have too many that I went over the limits. But anyway, you need to republish your content on Pinterest several times. Like one of the biggest mistakes I made when I first started was that I didn't realize I should be republishing the same posts on Pinterest, but you should just keep posting it. Like there's no rule that you can only publish something once. Keep um, repinning the same stuff to different boards and your own boards, just so it's like constantly refreshed. You never know who's going to see it or where they're going to pin it or whatever. So definitely don't just think you need to do it once and never touch it again. Um, I think it's best to automate through a system like Tailwind and Board Booster RIP. May you rest in peace. Um, if you don't, it sort of kills Pinterest for you. Like, it's not fun to have to think about every single day going in and pinning, like, at the best times. That's too much work. I like to sit down once a week, get all my pins done for the entire week, and then I don't have to think about it, and Tailwind will optimize it so it's posting at the best times, and it spreads it out, and you can shuffle your boards, and don't just promote your own content. You should also be promoting other people's content. I believe in the 80-20 rule, which is you should be promoting 80% of other blog posts that aren't your own and 20% of your own, so it's not just, like, shameless self-promotion because no one wants to see that. And also try to balance it out. Don't post or repin like the same pin 15 times because like the people following you are going to be annoyed. Don't do that. It's just lame. Obviously, it would be very clear what you're doing and it's just not cool. Just balance it out. Like post new things, post some of your old stuff, just repin everything every once in a while. 
don't obsessively repin the same thing 15 times because in a row because it, it's annoying. So that's the best way to promote your blog posts on Pinterest. Um, basically, it's that simple. Pinterest is amazing because it's literally a search engine that's only for blog posts. So people go there looking for blog posts and dog pictures and quotes and random other stuff, but mostly blog posts. I'm so sorry. I'm yawning. I don't know why I'm tired. It's because I had, oof, I had to walk. I had to walk that five minutes to Publix. Anyway, uh, just keep pinning and people will find you because that's what they're going to Pinterest for. So true story. Makina, I'm so sorry if I spell your name, spelt it, pronounced your name wrong. I just, I can't pronounce anything. I'm so sorry. Anyway, she asked, do you plan your blog posts out? And if so, how? Okay, so no, um, I do not plan anything out uh, because I'm the worst. I like to plan things out for other blogs. Like I run other blogs now. I'm starting to get into that. Fun fact, breaking news. You heard it here first. Um, I like to plan those out, but uh, I don't plan anything for Samantha Ability. Um, I, it doesn't work for me. I don't plan anything when I write. That's just the way I write. I think it could be helpful to plan it out if you had an idea. What I will sometimes plan out is topics. So if I'm just like having an idea come to me somehow, a miracle, then I will write it down. Um, otherwise, I do most of the planning for what I will post based on what has been successful in the past. So if I have a particular, that's a good word. If I have a particular blog post that I know has done really well on Pinterest or just in general, I will probably try to create more content in that sort of realm. For instance, my most popular post is, um, 10 online jobs for college students. I have revamped this post in so many different ways. I've turned it into like 10 freelancing jobs for college students or like 10 online jobs for recent grads, like that kind of stuff. If you see what works, like that's a great indication that you should keep blogging about those topics. But as for planning beyond that, I don't really do it. Um, very rarely I will make a very, very brief, sad outline, which is basically just all my headlines, because I use the H2 header, and you should too. Um, basically, it's just those if I'm going to do any kind of planning. <laughs> um, I think it's good to plan out a post schedule if you can. So basically just a schedule of like, maybe I'm going to post once a week or once every other week, or if you're like me, once a month, because, oh my gosh, because you know I never post. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, so I don't think you need to stick to a strict schedule unless that is your writing style. Like, some people really benefit from having an outline, in which case, go for it. I cannot relate. But if that is the way you've traditionally wrote things in the past, then I would say stick with it. Just follow your gut. Jenna asked, how long does it take to make money freelancing? Good question. Um, depends on the situation, obviously. I started making money freelancing because some random company like was starting and they needed writers so they basically hired me through email without me even needing to find them which was a miracle and has never happened again and I think that's the best case scenario and it probably won't happen to you and it honestly only happened to me for a few months it was not like a long-term thing but that was pretty much instant money as a freelancer but it is not always that easy at all most of the time, I have to search out clients, and then there's a long, drawn-out process of um, either applying if it's through Upwork or just trying to figure out um, what they need from me, what I need from them. It can take a long time. Like, for example, I started talking to one of my clients last month, and we've only done <laughs> two small blog posts 
Like, this week. This is when we finally got to it. It was this week. So, like, that's how drawn out it is. And that's one of the drawbacks of freelancing that we should definitely talk about more. Is how it's maybe 80% hustling and 20% actually working. So, that's something to consider. But anyway, how much, how long it takes to take make money will just sort of depend on your experience level. Like, if you're coming in with a big portfolio and you already have a lot of writing under your belt, like a blog or something like that, which is why it's great to start a blog... Um, it's probably going to be less time because you don't have to spend as much time and effort building your portfolio or working for the cheap or working for free, which you shouldn't do, but some people do, and I understand why. Um, that would definitely speed up the time. However, if this is your first time writing professionally or writing for the web, there's a lot to learn. It might take a little more time. Definitely stick with it because it will pick up for sure. Once you have some experience under your belt, it is so much easier to get a job. Literally, once you have a really really good portfolio, like a well-rounded portfolio in your niche where you can show that you can do short posts, you can do long posts, you know how to do SEO, like these things, you're going to just land clients so much easier and that's going to be really great. But there is a learning curve, like um, contacting clients is complicated. Sometimes you have to call them on the phone. It's terrifying, but it's never that bad. It always feels so much scarier than it actually is, but just learning those things um, takes time. So it's definitely not an overnight money-making situation, neither is blogging. Don't expect to just start in one weekend and, like, land a pan- paycheck the next week. Like, it's just not going to happen. So just be realistic when you're starting and know what to expect. It could take time. It could be fast. But even if it's fast, don't expect it to last forever. Um, like, any kind of self-employment situation, you have to deal with the rises and the ebbs and the flows and the whatever. I'm throwing out vocab words, but yes, that's my drawn-out answer to that question. Mac asks, how do you work full-time as a blogger? I don't. I am not a full-time blogger. I'm a full-time writer is what I would define myself as. I write for a lot of different clients as a freelancer. I also write for my own blog. Um, I make money from all of these sources. There's no one source. Well, I guess I make more money freelancing, but I do make a lot of money blogging sometimes as well. Um, as someone who works for the web, works for the web. Yes, I work for the web. As someone who works online, um, I definitely encourage you to not put all of your eggs in one basket. Become a well-rounded person with a lot of different skills to offer because you never know when one source is going to dry up. When you're in the internet world, things move really fast. Um, something that makes money today might not make money tomorrow. You never know what will make money. Something that doesn't make money today also could make money tomorrow. Um, so things like blogging, um, I love making money blogging, but I couldn't support myself on that alone right now. Um, I can't, it does pay my rent, it pays a lot of my bills, but at this time, it's not like the biggest source of income for me. Um, that could probably change if I focus more time on it and less on freelancing, but I try to balance it just so that I always have a source of income. Because you can't trust, like, one of my clients could ghost me tomorrow and leave me with, um, no money this week. Or my blog could just stop working on Pinterest for some reason. Maybe the algorithm changes. And suddenly I'm not getting money from that anymore. So don't put all your eggs in one basket. I think being a full-time blogger is a great goal. But even within the blogging world, you shouldn't um, put all your eggs in one basket. I need to get a new idiom. Um, You shouldn't make all of your money from sponsored posts or all of your money from ads or all of your money from affiliates. Like, get a good balance so that when one thing starts working less, you'll have something else to fall back on. That's my biggest tip because um, the internet moves too fast. You can't get comfortable. Um, That's why I think it's great to work as a freelancer or to sell your services or to blog. Like, do all these things at once. There's no rules here that you can only choose one. 
You should do as many as you can. As a blogger, you gain a lot of valuable skills that are useful to a lot of things, whether you're being a virtual assistant, you're running someone else's blog, you're writing blog posts, you're designing a website, whatever, it goes on forever. Um, all of these things are really valuable and those are skills you can call upon as a freelancer, starting your own business, or even just working like a full-time job. All of these things are great, so don't tie yourself down, don't get too comfortable. Um, I work as a full-time blogger, but also as a full-time writer, like I'm also a lot of things at once and that's how I make it work. If I was doing any one thing, I would probably be having a panic attack 100% of the time, just hoping that I get to eat again. And I also would be, um, I think a little bit too boring because when you sit at home doing the same thing every day, that gets old really fast. You don't really have any coworkers to talk to or anything else to do. So you sort of need to make it a little different every day. I love that I get to write about different topics every day. I get to work on my own projects as a blogger. I get to start new blogs. I get to connect with different people in different ways. And all of these things make my career really exciting that I wouldn't have if I was working full-time somewhere. But at the same time, I know I could work full-time somewhere with all these skills I'm learning as a blogger and a freelancer. So yeah, that's my TED Talk. Thanks for coming. Anyway, <laughs> Cheryl asked, how often should I post to my blog? If you're like me, never, because I never post my blog. But anyway, you should probably post your blog pretty frequently. I think in the beginning, it's better to post pretty consistently, like maybe once or twice a week, if you can. Um, if you can, I commend you. I used to be able to. Now I write so much for clients that it, it is so exhausting to do that, that at the end of the day, I'm like, do I really want to spend another hour like doing this? No, thanks. Um, so that's a challenge for me, but if that's not a challenge for you, I think you should try to keep to a schedule in the beginning, but beyond that, once you have a big arsenal of posts, like, under your belt, you don't need to rely on new content as frequently, like, for me, most of my traffic comes from older posts, so, like, my new stuff won't always gain traction as quickly, and that's pretty normal, like, unless I was posting every day, which I can't, um, it's just not as important to me. So I, I support my old my older blog posts. I go back and change those a lot. I also just revise that content and keep it fresh. And then when I do post new content, I focus on that, making it as good as possible, like whether it's just longer or really SEO heavy or whether it's got like a really great Pinterest graphic. Like these things are what I focus on now instead of like making as much content as possible. But I do think it's good to be more prolific in the beginning and get some more content so you have, like, a really big, well-rounded website. Yeah. Um, so there's no rule. Just post as much as you can within reason. More in the beginning. It's okay to ease up if you need to. Quanti quality over quantity. Wow, I almost messed that up. Cheryl also asked, should I schedule blog content? Yes, if you can. <laughs> I think schedule blog content is great. Like, I mean, scheduling, I'm assuming this means, like, writing out several blog posts and having them ready to go for maybe a week or a month, whatever, if you can do that, more power to you. Um, I think that's a great tool, especially if you don't know that you're going to be able to commit to posting all the time. If you're able to sit down on one or two days and write out a lot of blog posts that you have to rely on, at the same time, it's going to depend on your niche. Like if you're working something that isn't really evergreen, like it's not good 100% of the time, it's not going to be relevant then you might want to focus more on like the spur of the moment, like maybe you're re responding to a news story or some kind of hot topic. Um, also, my biggest fear with scheduling blog content, and this probably is not a real fear, but it is to me, is that I'm going to have something scheduled. There's going to be some sort of horrible natural disaster or like horrible like crisis or tragedy in this country, which isn't that unusual today. 
Um, and then I'm going to have some like weird blog post going live that's just going to be really weirdly out of place and it's going to look awkward, like I don't care and I'm disrespectful. That's my biggest fear. Not that you can't just stop the scheduled post, but that's my irrational fear there and I'm justifying my laziness in this way. So I think if you can schedule blog pack, blah, blog content, definitely do. If you can't, I wouldn't get hung up about it. It could be useful to think a few weeks or months in advance to think what kind of blog posts you want to post when, especially if you do seasonal stuff. Or me, as someone who used to blog in the con- like college world, I would try to focus a lot of my content uh, schedule around what was happening for students, like stu- summer break, spring break, or like um, mid-semester, like challenges, whatever. Back to school, these kinds of events, like, were sort of playing into my schedule a lot. But you don't have to. Now that I work more in the freelance world, it doesn't really matter as much because there isn't really that kind of seasonal change. Ah, there's less need for a schedule, so that's what I'm trying to say. Um, just depends on your niche and your goals Um, don't think it matters either way. And that's that. (laughs) So this was long-winded. Those are the main questions I'm going to cover today. I hope they provided some kind of insight. If not, then I'm so sorry. And, um, yeah, I blame the brownies. Honestly, they were, they ruined my life. So have to go do that now. (laughs) I hope it works out and I will talk to you guys next week. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving and Black Friday and whatever else you're doing with your life anyway yeah (laughs) happy thanksgiving bye